Start off with our nugget this morning or this evening. A true friend, a true friend, <laughs> never gets in your way. A true friend never gets in your way, unless you happen to be going down. A true friend never gets in your way unless you be unless you happen be going down. Amen. I think each and every one of us have been in that situation, but uh, maybe we never re realized what was going on. Let's turn to the book of Luke once again, chapter 2. And we'll be looking at the beginning with verse 8. And there were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Amen. A host of singing. Can you hear the singing today? Amen. Well, not jingle bells or anything like that, but or winter wonderland. No, this should be the song of glory to God on the highest. But when the angels appeared, it says they were so afraid or uh, they were scared of them. Wow. That's one thing that uh, angels are noted for, scaring people. Uh, an angel told Joseph, fear not. Gabriel said to Mary, fear not. Uh, why? Because angels come from a different place, uh, from another realm and reality, uh, from another dimension. Glory to God. And guess what? They are servants to those who believe. Oh, glory to God. So don't scare them away. Or don't uh, make them dormant. We make them dor dormant by not saying anything. We need to be speaking God's word to these angels and saying, this is needs to be done. Go forth and do it. Amen. Release the captives that I've spoken to. In the name of Jesus, and they got to go out there and do it. Remember what happened to Peter? They were praying when Peter was in prison. They were all praying for him. And an angel came to Peter and woke him up. And says, "Let's get out of here." He said, "What do you mean?" He thought he was in a dream. So the doors open, and all the doors open. That you know, the fallen chain or the chains that was on him were released, and he walked out. And he still thought it was a dream until he came to the door. Knocked on it. Who's there? It's Peter. It is I, Peter. No, that can't be. 
But angels make people afraid. Uh, um, Then we find here that outside the uh, fields of uh, Bethlehem, the sky is filled with the multitude of angels. Uh, Drop down to verse 14. And glory, uh, verse 13. And suddenly there was with the the angel a multitude of, of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Hallelujah. It was a suddenly experience. We need some suddenly experiences. You know, this should have not crept up on, on, the, on the Jews. They already had the prophecies stating the Messiah was going to come at a certain time, but they weren't looking for him. Today, we have signs predicting the, coming, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and many Christians are saying, that's ah, not another 10 or 15 years. Get ready. You say, well, it might not be another 15 years. Some of us won't be around in 15 years. Uh-oh. So you're going to be in God's presence anyway. So we need to get ready. Amen. There appeared the angels. They were singing. Man, that, that would have been, I bet you that was some, uh, I don't know if it had been a cappella or, but uh, to hear angels sing would be, sing would be fantastic. We, we say a lot of people have angelic voices, you know, uh, uh, especially ladies that can sing way up there. You know, you got an angelic voice. It sounds great. Uh, they were singing. This is important. Uh, this, this suddenly, them coming forth. Um, this is important because there's a great divide in the world's point of view. Some people saw and heard the angels, others did not. I mean, if there was a multitude out there and they're singing, I mean, uh, somebody should have heard something other than just the shepherds. You know, the sheep heard them. They became, we became nice and quiet and docile and listened. What about others? Well, if you're not if you're not expecting decently, you may might be left out. So we can't be left out. Okay, okay. Um, some people believed. Some people believe in the supernatural, and others don't. Hello, do you believe in the supernatural this morning, this evening? Okay, let's turn to Second Kings. Just looking at a supernatural event, Second Kings. In 2 Kings, looking at chapter 6, Elisha, and where he is, is surrounded by a gigantic ar- the enemy's armies. Of verse 14, Therefore send there he... He fitted horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. So there was a huge army around this city. Elijah's there. Beginning in verse 15 then. And when the servant of the man of God was, uh, was risen early, he had gone forth. Behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, how shall we, how shall we do? 
And he answered, Fear not. There's that fear not again. For they that be with us are more than they that which be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about. Wow. The enemy might be around us, but if we will open our eyes, you're going to find out the enemy is outnumbered by you and the host of heaven. That's a counterattack. You know, to be attacked from behind is terrible. And here's the enemy is going to be attacked. Okay. Could we say that everything that seems empty is full of the angels of God? When you walk out outdoor, when you're taking a trip, you know, we, we pray oftentimes, you know, ministering angels go about with them. Well, you know you got them. Ministering angels. Now going, going off this just a little bit, uh, I know Emma's in Germany. Was she around Berlin at all? Well, that's good news. Just place, just place ministering angels around her that she gets a safe trip home and have a good time there. Amen? Okay. Uh, the late Peter Marshall, who was a chaplain of the U.S. Senate, uh, was fond of saying, spiritual reality is a matter of perception, not proof. Spiritual reality is a matter of perception and not proof. So... You perceive something, you look at God's word, that's enough proof that you have, okay? Uh, there are all sorts of unexplainable mysteries that take place. Um, great things by which we live are, not, live are not proven but by life itself, okay? Uh, what's a great mystery? True love. Can you describe true love? Saw two look at each other. <laughs> well, that's a true love, but how can you explain it? There's another pair, true love. How can you explain it? Amen? True beauty. What's, what's true beauty, you know? Some says it's a painting. Some say it's a, one of the seven, uh, seven wonders of the world. You know, that's beautiful. Well, you go out, you know... I'm not saying the first the first snow of, of winter is usually beautiful. You know, it's not accompanied by a blizzard. You know, it's it's usually it's beautiful. How can you describe beautiful? You know, white, clear. You know, you know, just just fantastic. Truth is finding what God sees and learning about those things. That's truth. Okay. Um, He's close to us. He stands by us. His word says he stands by us. He's our rearward guard. Not only is he a rearward guard, he's already set the path. We just have to follow him. I don't know how you can do that. He's behind you, yet he's in front of you. But we follow his footsteps. We follow what he says. Now, even in, in the most awkward situations, if we're following him, this, even though the situation seems awkward, it's safe to go. Because he says, if you follow me, I'll make 
the crooked, uh, crooked path straight. So we, we have a way of going straight with the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Um, people want to see, uh, want to see, and pardon me. People see what they want to see, and don't see what they uh, refuse to see and ignore. So uh, there's a lot of people out there. You know, uh, I'll put it this. I'll even put it in, in the, the Christian ranks. There are Christians out there that believe, but don't believe in the virgin birth. There are Christians out there that believe but don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. So how can you be that? It's, you know, it's, it, those things don't match up. You know, It's what you want to believe. Find out what God says, you believe it. Amen? It's impossible to miss the supernatural elements in the birth of Jesus Christ. Let's uh, turn back to the book of Matthew. Well, we were in Luke. Let's go to the Matthew. book of Matthew this time. Matthew chapter 2. Supernatural events. You remember those wise men, the, the Magi? Let's begin. That's Matthew chapter two, verse uh, begin verse one. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, "Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him." So supernaturally, there's a star that's leading these wise men, these these magi. And drop all the way to verse nine. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Wow. The Christmas star, some people call it. Back in Luke, just keep your, your marker there. We come back to Matthew in a moment. In, in Luke chapter 1, Supernatural elements at Jesus' birth. Luke chapter 1, verse 28. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among men. Women, pardon me. <laughs> the angel. She saw an angel and it told him that uh, you're highly favored. Some of us should be highly favored to have God say, I want, I'm requesting this of you to do it, and you can be blessed beyond means. We just have to be open to it, man or woman. We need to be open to God's favor. And say, I don't have favor with God. You have favor with God. If Jesus died for you, you have favor. Anything other, nothing he can give you can top Jesus. So anything you ask is available to us because he gave us his greatest gift. All we have to do is be obedient and follow his leading and we'll get the, get the blessing. Again, a star led the magi to where the king and king, king would be found, the, uh, the son of God, Jesus. And uh, The angel tells Mary that uh, she would uh, give birth. That's uh, Matthew... Uh, Oh, let's go back now to Matthew 21. 
No, Matthew. Am I right here? Did I write? I hope I wrote right. Uh, I think I goof. Matthew. Matthew 21. Okay, we see here. Uh, the angel Luke 28, tells um, Mary that she will give birth in Matthew 2, 21. Well, let's go to uh, verse 9. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel came to of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. So angel tells Joseph um, to get moving. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay. If we believe in something absolutely, we, we believe, we need to believe in something absolutely amazing. Amazing. But somehow we have forgotten um, how outstanding, how uh, wonderful they are. Uh, we believe that the world that we live in is not a real world in, in the aspect that this is, a, this is where we are temporary sojourning. You know, this is just a temporary place, okay? Um, God inhabits another planet, another world, uh, where the Father is, Jesus Christ is there, the Holy Spirit, the angels, and saints that have gone before us are already there. Oh, wow. So... Um, so the, there are two worlds that exist side by side, this world and the world that we belong to. Amen. Uh, we are to live as, in one world as pilgrims on a journey, Ephesians chapter 2. In Ephesians chapter 2. Oops, it's not far enough. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 19. Now therefore, is Ephesians 2, 19. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. So we're not sojourners. We're, we're just sojourners here. We, we have a better place. We had a, have a citizenship in another distant world. You want to call it distant world. The world as we know it now it will not last. Go to 1 John chapter 2. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 17 says, And the world passes away, and the lust of thereof, but he that doeth the will of God shall abide forever. So the world's going to pass away. What we know of this world will be transformed. This is where Christmas becomes important to us. Uh, many miracles surrounded uh, Christmas. Uh, the angel, the star, uh, the prophecies of, of Jesus' birth, uh, these were all prophesied and came to pass. 
pointing us to the greatest miracle of all that which was to be presented. That's, that's uh, that we would have a visitor from the other world, someone who would uh, light, be a light in this world's darkness. Amen. Um, someone, glory to God, hallelujah, from eternity that would come into the temporary, because this temporary is going to be poofed away. Uh, someone from heaven who came down to live with us on earth. Now, the Bible explains it this way. So, uh, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. So that, that's why he came. He loved the whole world. You and I and all sinners out there. And, you know, we, we look at people's sins. You know, that individual is a bad person. You know, he's, he, he, he or she needs to go to hell. Hey, that's where we all were destined. Uh, we need to pray for such uh, individuals. If someone weren't praying for you, uh, we would be in a uh, world of hurt. Thank God someone was praying. <laughs> I can think of numerous people that prayed for me when I was out in the world. One lady was always on my case <laughs> in church, uh, former church I went to. Says, David, you need to, you need to give your life to the Lord. Okay, well, do you want to do it now? No. <laughs> so she would invite me to Bible, different Bible studies, and I was always interested in hearing Bible stories. So far, I would go with her to the different Bible studies and. At the end of the Bible study, someone would say, anybody would like to get born again? You know, Jesus is here. No. <laughs> so finally, I mean, she, she prayed for me, and there was another lady. Prior to this, earlier, given my life history a little bit, uh, when we were small, my folks didn't have a car. So we... To get groceries, my, I would walk with my mom to the grocery store, which is about five miles, and come back with groceries. And so church wasn't available to us. And so a gentleman came by that knew my dad. He had a car. And he says, could I take your children to church? My dad says, sure, go ahead, take them. Get these kids off my hands. <laughs> anyway, they put me a little, you know, how they got you're divided into classes and little Sunday school. After Sunday school, they had the big church, and we attended that also, because uh, he was one of the elders there. I think he played the saxophone. This is this was a Pentecostal church. You can see where I'm making this reverse. And uh, the uh, my Sunday school teacher, I can't remember her name, but uh, she would always say, you know, uh, David, would you like to receive Jesus? No, not now. She says, what can I get you? You need a Bible. Okay, what, what kind would you like? You know, what color? Oh, you know, give me a white one. I never, did, never got that Bible because the next week we stopped going to church. But I know that lady was praying for me. So anyway, going back to later on in my life where the other lady was praying for me and that was taking me to places, um, there was a uh, church service, a revival center, 
and I lived in Salinas, and the revival was taking place in uh, Seaside, California, which is about 30 miles, uh, just a little bit next to Fort Ord. And I went in there, and, and there was a hell fire brimstone <laughs> preacher. And when he finished, he said, some of you are going to hell. You're going to burn. You better get down here right now. Uh, I was the only one in my family. My sister came with me that night. I was the only one in my family that went up. And they asked me, what happened to you? I don't know. When we went there, it was real foggy. In, in Monterey, Seaside area, it's real foggy. And when we got out of church, it was clear skies. Everything was sparkling. This is fresh. She said, what happened? It's just, I said, just like the sky. It's all fresh and beautiful. And that's how I... Start, got saved, but I didn't go back to that church or the other church. I went to my own, quote, church, and uh, I, when I heard the pastor speak, I could pick things up. I was just <laughs> like a sponge. Anything he put, and, uh, you know, it was just enlightening. It was just fantastic to me. Uh, but I never did go back to that church. I uh, didn't get involved in a, another Pentecostal church as such. Uh, Later, I joined the uh, military and uh, drifted a little bit more, uh, not because of the military, but because of who I was. And uh, well, some the, I'll let the wife pick up off of that. You could, she's already told you how uh, we met. Uh, it was in a bar. I don't know exactly when. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a good place. Anyway, for God so loved the going back to that scripture, for God so loved the Lord, He loved me. He, he, he provided different, different avenues. If I didn't take this one, He opened another one. And there, it's the same thing for other people. You need to continue to pray for them. They might not take this avenue, but if you continue to pray, there's going to be an avenue that one of their prayers is going to open up that avenue and they're going to fall right into place. So don't, don't lose Hope when you pray for someone that's out there because they will come in. But you got to be, you know, we, we need to be faithful for those that we are praying for. Just think of this, send the perfect labor today. If you didn't take it today, tomorrow, just hammer it with the Lord. He says, pray that your desires would be met. And this is a desire that you want to see so and so to come into the family of God. Now, I've seen that happen, you know, in my own family and, and the. And even for, for uh, the wife's family. Okay, uh, in Titus chapter 2, let's look at that. Since we don't want to get too far out here. In that T section of your Bible, Titus chapter 2. This is beautiful here. Titus 2, you need to underline this and write right, right next to this verse. Titus 2, 11, write down John 3, 16, because they tie together. That's Titus 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. He has appeared to all men. Glory to God. There's no excuse for anyone. You know, you need, we need to go out there and spread the good news. You might be the first person that is sharing the good news of the gospel. They might not receive it at that point, but if you pray for them, Lord, we went out and we shared the good news of the gospel, 
We believe that your word will not go void in their life. Send a perfect labor. Have them hunger and thirst after righteousness. They will come in. Claim them as part of, part of your uh, inheritance. Psalms 2 and 8. Amen. Uh, then it's, uh, since we're in that uh, section of the Bible, let's back up a little bit more to the book of Galatians. The book of Galatians. Verse 4, Galatians 4, 4. For when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. Glory to God. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Glory to God. We receive him, and we are now a son and daughter of God. You're no longer a pauper. You're royalty. We need to stand that and stand strong in royalty. Declare your royalty to the world. Uh, let's move to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 6. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being formed in fashion as man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even to the death of the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, and, that, and at that name every knee shall bow of things in heaven and in things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. This is why Jesus, these are, these are reasons why Jesus came. Glory to God. Uh, let's go back to that T section. First uh, Timothy, once again, please. Did we get that? First Timothy, chapter three, or maybe this. Oh, maybe it's that uh, hit the wrong one. It's uh, pardon me. It's Second Timothy, chapter three. Verse 15. And that, the, and that from the child thou shalt know the scripture, holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And let's back up to St. John or John. And you want to find... The first chapter of John. These are reasons why Jesus came. First John. Verse 14. Or it's John 1, 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the holy begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
He dwelled among us. He was made flesh. Now, theo theologians uh, use this particular word, the incarnation. Sometimes you read incarnation. It means that God came to earth to share our humanity. He was infinite. Now he became finite. The, he was immortal. Now he became mortal. He was the creator. Now he was a, a, a part of the creation. He was omnipotent, omnipotent. <laughs> all around, but he was born in the womb of a, of a virgin. The Almighty became a helpless baby. Deity was wrapped in rags. I mean, you think it's, you know, deity, you, you, somebody's rich, have the best of things, but he was wrapped, wrapped in rags. He was king of the universe, yet he was born in a stinking stable. Wow. Uh, Martin Luther, way back in the 15th century, said, He whom the worlds could not unwrap, yonder lies in Mary's lap. That was what uh, Martin Luther said. This incarnation is the central miracle of, of the Christian faith. Believing this, you, ha you should have no problems about the rapture or the resurrection. Uh, take the supernatural out of Christianity and all you have is a religious book. You have it just like any other religious book. There's nothing. Um, sometimes the world around us may seem empty and we may feel entirely alone. But then there's a suddenly, you wake up, glory to God, and you don't expect the least, you expect the more. Because he's with us. He gives us hope. When there is no hope, when you're tired and bored and disgruntled, the Lord removes it all, glory to God, and his angels start singing. You know, the angels are still singing. There's a host of heaven up there singing still. Can you hear them singing? If we open our ears, we should hear him, them singing every day of our lives. We need to join in with your songs. Find, find, a, find those scriptures in, in Revelations. Holy, holy, holy. That's all some of these angels say for, the, for our saying from the beginning of eternity. And they'll keep on singing the same song for all eternity. Join them. Glory to God. Let's join them. Start singing. Can we hear the angels sing? They bring good news. The angels brought good news. Good news of great joy. The best news you'll ever hear. Now, this is a prayer uh, I saw and I, I wrote it down. Um, it should remind us of the wonder of Christmas. It goes like this. this. This is the prayer. Jesus, we kneel before you in silent amazement. Think about that. Silent amazement. Thank you that because of your birth, we know that our Father loves us. May we welcome you, not in a cold manger, but in a heart pure, 
warm with love for one another. Jesus, you are the tender, holy babe. Jesus, you are the shepherd of your flock. Jesus, you are the healing one. You are the Christ of all people. The world pervading God. Emmanuel with us. Jesus, you are the, glo the glory of eternity who now shines among us. You are the son of the high king of the universe. You are the splendor of your father. You are the source of life. You are the Prince of Peace. You are the wonderful counselor. You are the son of Mary. You are the pattern of goodness. You are a friend of all. You are the brother of the poor. You are the champion of justice. You are the joy of angels. Jesus, in you we see God's face, gentle, smiling, strong, loving, obedient. Jesus, you radiate what the world needs today. Gentleness, tenderness, light, and hope. In you may we find gentleness as the answer to violence, tenderness as the answer to ill will, light as the answer to lies, hope as the answer to despair. Your mercy brings forgiveness. Have mercy on us. Bring us to true sorrow for our sins. Give us eternal life, for your glory fills eternity. Your glory fills the universe. Your glory is among us. Amen. That was a prayer that was written back in early, early age. I forgot to write down the year. I think it was uh, in the hundreds after Jesus was born. Amen. Glory to God. I hope you got something a little bit out of that. Let's all stand. We'll close. believe that... Uh, Jack Frost stays away tonight. For those that have uh, plants outside, especially those delicate ones, best cover them. I've just went out to my yard today and I saw everything was just wilted. So I've got to pick up some things to cover up the rest of them before they get 